Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. So excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies, TV shows, and I also do random other geeky films. Occasionally, not so geeky ones too. And I also like to mix things up once in a while by not reviewing anything. Hope you enjoy Smash Trivia Presents The Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone listening if they can please do sign for me. Please share the hell of this podcast with all your friends. If you don't, Hulk will be angry. And Smash Trivia has a Patreon too, so please check that out. We have some fantastic extra content on there. I bet you'll have a Hulk smashing good time. The tiers are as follows. $1 a month is Hulkahala for dollar. $3 a month is The Reading Room with Hulky and Shulky. And $5 a month is Smashing the TV. I also now offer custom trivia games on Fiverr. So if you want to take your game night to the next level, you can hire me. A link to the Fiverr is in the episode description. Now that we have all that important stuff out of the way, let's smash right into this episode. Hello, my Gamma friends. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Keith. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing good, John. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, we're going to today uh, a review Night of the Living Dead. This is a film that uh, um, that I, I don't want to say that uh, that Keith has begged for me to review, but uh, <laughs> oh, but he has uh, has definitely asked uh, asked um over the past few months uh, uh, for us to do this. Uh, it's and I'm uh, and um i thought uh, i thought since this is a film that i believe is not uh not struck work and it is halloween season is it the perfect time to do this and also as we have uh have our last episode with keith before he uh uh before he moves over to the, the avengers for a little while uh, i thought uh, it would be a great treat for him uh i'm getting uh to review this um as always, for our Hulkahala for a dollar, we have uh, Derek Sager, Gabriel Floral, and film critter. Uh, er, um, but first, uh, uh, first, I want to say, uh, I, um, I want to talk about my life lately and just how things have been uh, and going. Um, to start off, I do want to say that, uh, a, that I, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. There is a part of me that's uh, I, that is bringing uh, uh, all this up because I, because uh, I want, uh, uh, want pity or compassion, and I will not apologize for that because I do. Uh, uh, because to be honest, I think that is sometimes people do need things like that. Uh, at and well, there are other reasons that I'm, uh, I want to talk about all these things, but I, uh, but. I uh, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm uh, like I'm just doing this as selflessly. I uh, I I do absolutely want uh, uh want some compassion from others with uh with everything I've been dealing with. Um, so I guess I'm gonna uh, start uh I'll start like back in April uh, uh April. So I uh I. My uh, uh I my partner had uh I 
broken up with me uh, and that put me in a bad place. I was not uh, I was not great uh, doing great. I was trying to fill that void uh, oid and um I I tried to fill that void with uh, oid with uh, with friends that I'd met on Twitter and yeah you know, um after a few months of that I uh, like I I ended up going too far. But uh, far and this is something I told uh, I've told Keith about. He doesn't uh, uh, know oh uh, everything, but uh, I mean, but I I basically uh, uh basically like since I had a very heated like sexually heated relationship with my ex, I was like look uh looking for that feeling and uh and I I went too far and. It just it um ended up hurting me even more because I uh, uh because um I took my thirst uh thirst too far to a point where sadly uh, uh sadly like um I lost that group of friends and they had uh, and um they told me that I had made all of them uncomfortable with how I talked and that I was a creep and. I take full responsibility for that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt because yeah, I hate the idea that I could have done that to someone, uh, uh, to someone, um, that really, uh, that really took me, uh, uh my mental health down. I, uh, I, after that, you, uh, you may notice that I don't post on Twitter anymore outside of, uh, I putting episodes up. That's because I uh, that's because I now get anxiety whenever I go on Twitter because uh, uh, because of all that happening and it makes me think back to all of that. Uh, um, that's also why you may notice I don't thirst nearly as much anymore. The uh, or after that, uh, I I literally back then uh, and Keith knows this. Uh, uh, Whitney knows this. I think we all, we we were planning on having Mad Trivia John on as well. I was planning on on doing a review of a raunchy film, and I and I completely canceled that because of this all uh, all because I was like, I cannot do that. That uh, uh, I, I uh, it was literally the idea of anything sexual was making me want to throw up at that point uh I, um i uh, as uh, as keith knows i have a lot of feelings of abandonment and that uh and so losing uh, uh losing friends uh, and just uh, and that so uh, that hurts so much i've lost so many friends uh, and and there have been a lot of times where they literally just ghosted me they literally like i like i would they would literally just stop responding to messages uh, as um like i i literally felt with uh it, um over the past month uh on uh, uh, the uh, i've dealt with some friends uh and said uh have left me like uh, a I won't say names because out of respect, but uh, 
one of them I had hurt last year. Uh, or it wasn't intentional, but I did. Uh, I, the other, uh, or, um, after not responding to the, uh, on to me, uh, I on a uh, on text, I I went on to a stream because I was trying to get them to uh, to come on for an episode that I thought they would uh, would enjoy coming on for. And they berated me in front of their stream saying that I've done enough for you for free. And I'm like, what? I, I don't know what that's about. Like, I've never had to pay for anybody to come on my podcast. Uh, as, and I've never been offered pay by anybody else that uh, has had me on theirs. It's not, uh, I, that's not how I've ever looked at uh, podcasting. Podcasting, I see is hanging out with friends and because uh, as this i honest that is the only hanging out with friends i have right now because uh i only had one friend in real life and last year he uh he went to another country to join the peace corps and that uh and so uh so this is all that i have uh have and so I've been I've been very lonely the uh, only past few months. I um I had uh, I had as I was dealing with uh, with all of these abandonment things uh last month, uh I um it was announced that Keith was going to be going over to the Avengers and that freaked me out cuz I uh, cuz that made me feel like the person I thought of as a co-host was abandoning me. Uh, and happily he uh happily i talked to uh talked to uh, you keith and uh Aid, and you were able to make me know that that's not what's happening this is uh, that you're still going to keep enjoying on, on my podcast and i appreciate that so much and everything that you've done for me uh because you've uh, you've always been uh a, even if you weren't able to join, uh, when, even when you've not been able to join me, you've been uh, and willing to text and help me through situations when I needed you. Uh oh, um, and I cannot, I cannot appreciate that more. Um, I was also like having trouble getting, uh, like actually, uh, a getting guests for episodes, episodes uh, and that as well like uh, like the, the the feeling of like not being able to get uh, a guest for episodes when you're uh when that's your only way of hanging out with any friends really does feel like you have no one yeah then yeah. and it's uh and um i'll be honest like and this is sign this has been going on for years to a point that these thoughts feel normal, but uh oh, but I, I probably once every few days, uh, is I do have, uh, I have though it doesn't go anywhere. I do have thoughts of suicide. Uh, I, I have, uh, I where I'm like, would anyone miss me? And I, th- and it never goes anywhere. I think partially that's be uh, that's because um i'd be too scared to do something like that but also because uh, but also i do happily um 
know that there would be pain from my family if they if something like that uh, had happened and, and i don't uh, and as you know uh oh i've said many times uh, as i've said particularly privately to keith i absolutely hate the idea that i could ever cause pain to someone else and that's a that's a big thing that stops uh, me from doing things like that uh, uh um stops me from ending it and that uh, and i've that's I have been I've I have had those thoughts the uh, odds going around my head every once in a while for probably six years and it's uh, and it is a pain uh, a pain dealing with all of this also uh, and like it did help that help a couple of years ago my my dad passing away and uh, I, and the fact that uh, I the, um, I know that a lot of what I deal with not having any good social skills that just that really destroyed my self esteem and uh, aim and causing uh, uh, me to feel things like this. It's because of him, and it really doesn't help that I, that I still all the time see him in my dreams. Mm. That really is it's just it all that all it's so much and i uh i uh, i a couple months ago i uh, i though i will not say what my brother told me because i as uh, my brother or uh, made me promise that i wouldn't but i the uh um i found out the uh, out of one of my brothers is uh, is dealing with a lot of uh, depression too and i've been trying to get my uh, uh my family because i care about uh, him so much and i know how serious this is i've been trying to get my family to understand the seriousness about that without telling them what he said because i because uh, uh, i don't want to break his trust yeah, yeah, uh, us so that we can uh, and so that we yeah. can try and Go visit him, uh, and because I think it'd be a, a good for or him for instead of him having to come visit us every once so for uh, for us to actually visit him. But I have, uh, but I can't seem to get my family to understand the severity. I know it's expensive going to the, uh, but it's uh, uh but the uh, matter is. His well-being is more important than how expensive yeah. it is. I think, and, and yeah. like I'll, I'm dealing with that, and uh, you know, a big thing with my abandonment that I've been doing, uh, I, I have been doing, but though the past month is, I was trying to get back with my ex after my ex out of the blue, uh, sent me a message asking, hey. Is there any way we can get uh, uh we can get back to being us? And I wanted that so bad because the only time in the last probably six years that I felt truly happy and not depressed was when I was with them. When I was with him, and it didn't matter to me that he's a guy and I'm not attracted to guys because what matters to me is the fact that he actually made me happy i i'm on an antidepressant uh, and and that thing doesn't do shit compared to what uh feelings i had with him 
and sadly that uh, uh sadly that didn't uh, uh that didn't end up ha- uh, happening to me getting back with him uh and the honest it caused more pain uh, uh pain that i that i pursued it because uh because when i uh i put it out there this is what i need if we're uh, get back together he didn't respond for probably about a month till finally uh finally i was able to get a response yesterday about uh, about it and he said that he thinks we should save friends um it's so much uh, uh just been and uh, happening and I can't keep it to myself, uh, up, and I don't want to. I don't. Uh, um, it's important that you don't keep it to yourself. Absolutely. I think I'm finally starting to understand that I have to do what's right for me, whether it hurts, uh, hurts or not. And it uh, and the right thing for me was I had to tell him that hey, this waiting uh, any of a month is just not okay yeah. i uh i the sign of our talk to uh steve about uh, uh like and when i told you that uh, i told you that i had to say sighing uh, i am wasn't just gonna leave it that's because i feel uh you know that i even if i'm uh, i'm being ghosted i will not be i will not ghost someone else because i know how that feels and yeah. i uh and I want to make sure that they know that the uh, oh the I'm I won't disrespect them like that even if they do uh, me. Um, there's I I you know I also during that uh, I understand like the time around April through May like I all uh, or uh well. I, it was I, and it was actually it happened in March, but uh, and this is something I talked about on my podcast, but uh, as already uh, a, right after it happened, but my godson uh, on died in a car accident in March. I uh, and I was also dealing with that at the same time as a uh, uh, time as getting broken up with, and it was yeah. it's all just been it's all just been weighing on me so much and i'm like uh, and i don't like to uh, i i don't talk about it uh, it with many people because i i feel like they've all gotten tired of me uh bringing up my trauma and everything that's going on with me and it uh, and i start to feel like things like that are part of why I don't hear from them often and uh, often and I don't and maybe they don't want to be my friend or something and that's so it um but I feel like I felt I need to say something now uh, uh now I need to I need to own all this and like get it out in the uh the air uh air so people do understand what's going on with me whether they want to say friends with me or not at least they understand. Um, I I do want to put this say to anyone that I have hurt. I am sorry, and I take responsibility for it. Even if it, uh, even though 
it was never intentional. I never intended uh, to hurt anyone through insults, uh, alts, demeaning them or anything or sexualizing them in any way. Hey, but I won't, uh, uh, I'm not going to deny that I, uh, I have probably done that. Uh, I, I will not deny the, uh, these things. I will, uh, because I think that would be wrong of me uh, to deny them because that because uh, that invalidates their pain uh, and that I've caused if uh, even though it wasn't intentional. Um, I want uh, I want to thank everyone who has come on and been guests uh, on here through these months because I because uh, I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, I, as I said. You're the uh, uh, you're the reason I f- I feel like I have any friends, uh, and it's because I uh, because this is the only time I feel like I'm I'm able to actually hang out with anybody, um. I uh, and I want to uh, say that, please, if I, uh, if you get anything out of this, uh, uh, never ghost people. Never stop responding to them. Uh, and whether they, uh, whether whatever they did to cause that, don't stop responding because you don't know how much that's going to hurt them. Uh, and if they did something wrong, let them know so that they can try and fix themselves. Don't just stop responding, even uh, even if it, they're like starting to annoy you because they're sending a lot of messages. That's not a reason to stop responding. And cause you, uh, when someone's sending a lot of messages, that means that they're freaking out. That doesn't. Uh, uh, so and you are the explaining. Yeah. Even in you, even if all you do is explain to them that hey, I haven't got a lot of time. I, I this is a lot of messages. This is a yeah. lot right now. At least that's yeah. a response and setting a boundary. But to just not explain what's yeah, going on like, in your head. I've had uh, had multiple people who no longer come on my podcast anymore because they've just stopped responding to messages when I've tried to uh, invite them on and I don't know what I did. Yeah. And that uh, and that hurts me so much because I'm like how am I supposed to get better if I'm not uh, if I don't know what happened? What did I do to hurt you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, so please do not ever ghost your friends or if you're in a relationship or something, that's not a way to uh, to end the relationship uh, if at all. That's a terrible thing to do. Uh oh. Um, but and also just please, you don't know what your uh, people are dealing with, so please always reach out to people and ask them how they're doing occasionally, so that they know that uh, uh both so you know what's going on with them. Uh, um. Uh, hopefully at least, at least if they're willing to tell you, but also so they know that they're loved. Because well, it uh, it really hurts not feeling loved. Um. Yeah. But, uh, Do you mind if I, I think that's all. Things? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. So without you know I I don't want to overstep, but there's a few things I absolutely want to say to you. Uh, please never underestimate how young you are and how much you've endured. 
because at a very young age, you've had a lot thrown at you, uh, a lot of bad in the last few years. You're out also uh, one of the younger generations I know uh, that is de- had to deal with COVID, and that's a very different thing than a 36 year old dealing with COVID, uh-huh. who's got a you know a, an already routine in their lives, and they've you know I know who mm-hmm. I am a lot more. I know what I what I want in life, what I need in life. You're figuring that stuff out. And I'm not saying that your age excuses or anybody's age or being young excuses uh, all behaviors, but at the very least, you're going to learn from them and you're going to be mm-hmm. put through a gauntlet oh. every day. You're going through a friggin' scavenger hunt of social normities and etiquette and uh, all these online, whether it be in your person, like actual in-person relationships or online people, which I mean, the, the lines are getting more blurred, more blurred every year, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's going to continue all your life, but you're going to get stronger right. at it. You're going to get more lessons learned and you can't beat yourself up too much. Um, also you're not, uh, not even close to being out of the woods of the vulnerable state that comes with losing a family member. Um, like that did not happen that long ago. And I know you and myself, we both had a very tumultuous relationship, not an ideal relationship with our fathers, yeah. but losing them still hurts. And if anything, it's very confusing yeah. how it hurts. Cause yeah. you're like, wait, why the hell am I so broken up about this when they were, you know, nothing in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. we feel like they were nothing but negative to us. Right. But yeah. it is a very confusing thing and it can, it can halt that proper grieving process. Uh, that should happen so you, you can't you know definitely don't um forget that you are still going through that even though it feels like a billion things have probably happened since then mm-hmm. um when my friends two of my friend, three of my best friends at the time that i lost my dad had all lost a parent which i thought was very weird because it was like it was almost like destiny like oh shit all four of us uh now we're now we're a crew uh but mm-hmm. no they told my other friends that i was about to move into a house with watch him be careful and take care of him because he's going to be very different and he's probably not going to want to show it. He's not going to be very clear about how broken up he is about this, but it's going to be there. Um, So they looked out for me. It was very nice. I was very lucky that way, but I was shipped off to a, to school uh, meeting people uh, in droves because there was no such thing as COVID and there was no such thing as even, even online presence and online friends was not nearly as common back then. Uh We didn't have things like discord and stuff. So that, yeah, definitely you gotta know how vulnerable you still are. Um, Mm -hmm. And whether it be online etiquette or arranging guest hosts or co-hosts or running your business with podcasts or trivia, whether it be your romantic life or or anything, everything is a learning experience. And none of this is going to be handed to you uh the right way to deal with it so yeah don't don't beat yourself up too much about that it is you know you you, uh-huh. you will be stronger from every bad interaction you have and also don't excuse the negativity or the rudeness of those people that you've you've encountered because those people who say this or that about oh i'm not going to do this shit for free anymore or someone ghosting you or whatever that rudeness is the is absolutely apprehensible they don't need to be that way and they themselves um are you know the Mm -hmm. you you didn't do as much wrong as you're thinking you did is what i'm saying (laughs) um but i can honestly say that wholeheartedly i enjoy the hell out of our talks and 
our conversations, whether mm-hmm. it be about movies or about just personal life stuff, because you have massive talent. You have a lot of kindness. You have a lot of emotional intelligence that you don't, I don't think you realize, uh, you, you know, you say you're, you're not super socialized, but despite that, you have a lot of the right awareness of what uh, people need to think about when it comes to keeping emotional relationships and keeping, keeping those friendships going. Um, and I, I've never met somebody social, so emotionally honest as you, which you wanting to share this and wanting to be as forthright and open you know how many people clam up and become a rock and they don't share any of that shit and it's like oh i can figure it out i'm gonna figure it out that's what we're supposed to do we're men we're supposed to do that shit and when they they hear all that influence online where men can't share that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and that is a brutal opposite reaction to what people should be doing um but a lot of the things you've gone through are things out of your control and your age and the stage you're at in your life a lot of things will start to become in control, in your control, at least in your day-to-day, that aren't in under your control right now. It will get easier. That's one of the things. There, you'll get lots more responsibilities, and that'll, that'll stress you out for sure. But mm-hmm. you'll also have way more say in what you do day-to-day in your life. So, yeah. you know, that's something you can look forward to. And I, I absolutely uh, adore podcasting with you. When you when you asked me the other day, if you you asked me a couple of weeks ago when you heard about the Avengers news uh, that I was going to be over there more, and you asked me if I should still be called or you, if I was still okay with being called a co-host, 100%. I, I yeah, I, I whether it be once or twice a month, uh, a couple episodes a month is 100% doable. Hmm. We always talk about stuff I'm interested in. And uh, I love the the dynamic you and I have. It's very balanced. You you have a way of co-hosting with any guest uh, that you have on because they they're as equal to you as you know. You're running the show, but they are also running the show. They can they can mm-hmm. chime in. They can yeah. you know. You're very giving. You're very generous in that way. So yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say that. Thank you. Uh, oh, I I really appreciate uh, that, man. Um, I, you really have been like one of the best people in my life ever since I've met you. And I, and I cannot stress that enough. Uh, uh, You have been so helpful to, uh, helpful to me and so understanding with everything that I have dealt with. You too, man. You have been generous to me you've been understanding about my time and my commitments and the conversations we have about movies you give me so many insights i never know knew about and it is an outlet that would drive me crazy if i couldn't do so you have to know how important it is to me to stick around Mm -hmm. chat with you hear about your life let alone just talk about movies because it does bring on me a lot of joy thank you well, let's let's get into uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, let me dad. Uh, Enough of this I, talk I, about ghosts. Let's talk about <laughs> zombies. <laughs> oh, so uh, so this film, though I I enjoyed it somewhat. Uh, I <laughs> I do have uh, have a lot of criticism of it. Uh, I, um, I think uh, I think I uh, I one problem that. It isn't even the film's fault. It's more of a, a me thing, but uh, I, 
I have a lot of trouble paying more attention to um films that are in black and white. They just uh, they just have this yeah. boring quality to me. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. in a way, I, I it's weird. Uh, I, like uh, but um, and and also this isn't uh, this is a lot more slow moving film than I've uh, than oh, I'm yeah. used to. Um, and that uh, that also uh, also uh oh hurts my paying attention <laughs> for it. Um, <laughs> but like this is def- very much a film of its time, though. I it is definitely a milestone film for uh for zombie stuff, but it is definitely I would say a film of its time. And um, I was talking to you uh, behind the scenes about it, I was like. I really wonder how people found stuff like this scary because uh, it's so interesting to me the with people's uh, like I guess there's a a, a psyche sort of thing of like uh, I our brains change as things evolve so that uh, things can look more realistic uh, a, because like nothing in this looks realistic to me and that makes it so it's not scary to me and uh, I, and so it's interesting to me how people were scared back then like they i guess did somehow think this uh, looked realistic and that's so interesting to me the well i think psychology I think our, part of it it's funny because you look at like even I'm wondering where where we'll go in the future as far as resolution of screens of cameras. Mm-hmm. Like now we're now I'm just noticing differences in like even how action is shot lately. There's been a trend oh. of really high performing wide angle cameras being used in action. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a lot in the the One Piece uh, live action uh, show, but they they've got it down to a much better uh, status. Where I think I saw it mm-hmm. in the 10th season of The Walking Dead. They started using like to follow around the characters that were just kind of walk, walk, like being chased through the woods at night. They had like a flashlight and a wide angle camera right up in their face to get like an intensity, like Blair Witch Project. And I was sitting there going, why would there be a flashlight in their face? Like it doesn't, it didn't look natural to me, but then you keep pushing the boundaries of this new technology and this new way of doing things. And it becomes mm-hmm. the norm. Whereas, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, this was the norm. Yeah. And People like there's a I think it's uh, I'm trying to remember the the name of the movie. Okay, so 19, 1895. 1895, there was a movie called Arrival of a Train at La Ciotat or La Ciotat. Hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. French. Um, so sounds like Western. Was, <laughs> it was honestly just a first motion picture that anyone had piled into a small room, road seats looked at a screen and saw a moving picture and it was a moving train coming at the audience and people shat their pants. People were terrified that it was real because they'd never seen motion picture like Mm -hmm. that. They'd never seen a photograph move. So so. that alone to me is the perspective jump that we need to get our heads into to think about what people would think of when they see this movie for the first time because zombie movies before this 
um, the term zombie was used to talk about somebody under a spell, whether it be like voodoo or some other culturally appropriating uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> magic that put people under a spell and they were un- invulnerable, mm. but they were basically your slave person and they were yeah. they were being your your puppet. But there wasn't really movies about undead or people coming out of crawling out of graves. So, and, and that you mentioned the the black and white part of this. So. Not only uh, is black and white cheaper at the time, um, oh, there was sense. there just there just wasn't a, a color film um, lab close by in the Pittsburgh city, uh, area that this uh, this movie was shot in. So they just did it cheaper, and it cost Makes like one hundred and seventy thousand to make this movie, but it made seven hundred thousand before they realized that it wasn't they didn't get the copyrights and it started getting passed around for free. Um, but this movie actually, so put yourself in this, this position, this movie was thrown into almost by mistake into a kid's horror movie, uh, marathon night. That was a tradition in some towns in Pittsburgh or some areas in Pittsburgh. And it was normal for it to be the 1930s Dracula and Frankenstein, the mummy, stuff like that. And then by accident, because of it being black and white, this movie got thrown in. So they see these goofy things like slow, even slower paced, if you can imagine, Bela Lugosi Dracula. And Mm -hmm. kids aren't scared of that. Who cares? We've seen that last year or whatever. And then this comes on and there's there's graphic, you know, guts being eaten. And there's these just hordes of slow walking uh undead coming at the screen and kids were they were pissing their pants they were screaming their parents were hauling Mm -hmm. them out of there faster than you can imagine even the adults seeing this in like a Mm -hmm. imagine seeing it in a drive-in theater big huge screen and you're looking over to the left and you're looking over the right it's all just dark fields where you would possibly see zombies coming at you the imagination Mm -hmm. works enough to make it feel more real at the time we're just we're just bombarded with stuff today that this doesn't feel real but at least it may Uh, be now possible it it very much reminds me of like the uh uh, time that uh, i'm sorry no this is like older sci-fi films you can so easily now tell how oh yeah things are toys they're using for yeah. uh, spaceships and, and yeah. yeah yeah that and pulls me uh, that pulls me out of it so much and it makes me wonder how did how did back then they, uh, and then they not notice how uh how much of it uh, look you like tell yourself <laughs> the thing is uh, uh but uh but the thing is i do honestly understand it uh, and it somewhat because these same films I watched when I was a kid, and I never noticed it when I was a kid uh, that it yeah. wasn't it wasn't real looking. Um, the yeah the uh oh, some of the uh, some of the stuff like I I um wanted to criticize about the film that uh, um that while they're partially uh, a things at the time, I do think there's still like things that are uh, are worth criticizing. I find I find it very very strange, and this uh, I, um this may just be like how fast cars went back then, but the the car at the beginning of the film when he uh, when she's trying to get away from the zombies, she would have been faster just running. Yeah. That car was going was, so slow. Wasn't it just rolling? Like I think if you look, it yeah, got it pu- like, pumped into neutral, and then it just started so rolling down. <laughs> And and like she uh, and she ended up getting out because she crashed into a tree, 
But it's just like the tiniest uh, scratch on the side of her car, really. It's not. She it's she's, not totaled. She could have easily driven it away at that point. <laughs> like it's so, that's so funny. You know, so and then the, the female, the Barbara is so, and and George A. Romero definitely admits this. Barbara in the first version of this, because there's a 1990 version that. Uh, that uh, Tom Savini directed, but with George Romero's uh, consent, basically um, that the, the original Barbara was so poorly written that I bet she wasn't even able to drive like the character probably never knew how, never learned how. And she's a damsel in distress the whole damn time. And George A. Romero kicks himself, yeah. you know, kicked himself for decades afterwards, realizing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I started the film, I was thinking, well, I mean, for like the first 10, 15 minutes, Oh, we're gonna have a uh, have a film from the seventies. It's uh, it's it's a female led film. That's so cool. Yeah, nope. that that nope, that's not it's at irritating. all. It was uh, uh, <laughs> after a while, she just uh, uh, stopped talking, uh, and for I would say for probably at least like thirty minutes, uh, uh, there there was a stretch where she just didn't appear. Like uh, mm-hmm. like she's just nowhere to be seen it's like well, uh, wow this yeah. character we thought it was gonna be a, uh, a star and it's like no definitely not definitely not at all yeah and, and like, it's funny the 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 star of it was uh the, the you know the the what's his name dwayne jones i want to say um the big black guy mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'll call him dwayne because i can't remember the character's name um he so he was written in the script as white and they did not change the script at all. They said, you know what? You're the best actor for it. You're one of our friends. You'll you'll work for cheaper because you're a friend of ours. And they didn't change it one bit. And everybody was criticizing it because this movie basically blew up after the assassination of Martin Luther King. Uh, because of him being a black lead character uh, in this uh, movie, they were like, "Oh shit, he's trying to say something about this," and it's like, "No, nope, yeah. no, nope, they were yeah. just casting a friend." And I, a yeah, I, you know, I was looking on uh, on Wikipedia, and it said that um, Press's uh, as wrote that his role in the film was as a smart N word. Great, <laughs> oh, no. great. <laughs> that right. Wait, that was who? That was somebody like some like it was a press like reviewing the oh, film. Pr- Jesus, yeah, that's like, uh, even and, for 1968. And, that's really messed. Up. <laughs> and it's uh, it's like uh, and the the Wikipedia article but uh oh made a point to say like, well, in contrary, in real life, this guy is a really smart person he uh he yeah. was like literally a professor at the time yeah <laughs> like, which i appreciate the hell out of wikipedia for uh or doing that uh, uh that'd yeah. be like we're gonna put the set the record straight even though these asshole the uh, all reporters are said that uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Well, a statement that they felt that the, the audiences at the time, like he he grabs Barbara by the shoulders and he like tries to smack her across the mm-hmm. face into like to just kind of wake her the hell up or snap her out of this yeah. shock that she's in. And the idea of a black man grabbing a white woman and doing that was incredibly unseen, unheard yeah. of. Oh, my God. And uh, and he were meant to be written for this guy, and he is the most skilled, the most logical. Yeah. The, you know, he does not want to go to that basement, even though he gets pushed down there eventually. 
Um, yeah, it, it's crazy the it's... the the accidental happenstance mm. of of how impactful this movie was yeah. for when it came out. You know, uh, uh, we're talking about the uh, um the female lead, that, like, but that uh, like all the other women in the film also were uh, are wrote to be like they're not gonna do anything. Yeah, they're a burden. The, like they literally, uh, literally, I'm pretty sure they made a point. Uh, I'd be like, uh, I, how can we do this? We have to deal with the uh, women and children. Or sorry, I'm pretty sure there was a line <laughs> in the film. Uh, oh. I'm like, wow, great. <laughs> As yeah, if they he... can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the whole idea of like save the women Bad. and children first, and uh, you know, we we're, us men we're gonna. Well, take it's not, care and the thing is, uh, is, it's not even save them. They're like, uh, like they they sounded like annoyed that they have to. Uh, uh, yeah. they, they had to deal with the uh, of having a women and children there. It's like really, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you're right. The yeah. um, it's funny because the like I think Judy is the name of the the girlfriend. I think it's Tom and yeah, Tom and I Judy. Um, doesn't she end up being the reason that they blow up at the gas, uh, or like she doesn't no. open the car door or something? I no, it's I don't. Been a couple days since I, I a couple weeks since I've seen it. But. I don't. How? But like she's probably so, the yeah, most she, capable. And she shouldn't have come outside. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that, that was a last smart. minute decision. Yeah, that that um, put Tom yeah. in danger because he was thinking of nothing but her safety, and she uh, wasn't. He wasn't he, planning on her coming out there to help, and she just uh, ran out the door too because she couldn't be away from Tom. Yeah, uh, George A. Romero has very much hated mm-hmm. the way he wrote this movie ever since, the, and uh, he does comment that in a lot of interviews. He's like, the, "Man, I should have made the women stronger." <laughs> the final thing that uh, that I criticize about the film. The, um, yeah. that is uh, uh that I think is an important one. And I don't think this is just a, a sign of its time, but the scene, uh, that's that's from a news broadcast of people outside in Washington D.C. because uh, uh because it's so obvious that they uh, they literally just filmed that in Washington DC uh, uh on the street they just started filming themselves uh was, nobody in the background looks like they're uh, they're freaking out that there's a zombie apocalypse going on there's uh, uh the cars are all acting normal everybody so it's like it just feel it feels so out of place how these people are talking about how there's a zombie apocalypse going on and they uh, uh, but everyone around them is just acting like normal like they don't even know that anything's happening like uh, like yeah. which uh which that tells me that they literally just filmed it uh, in washington dc on the street uh, uh street <laughs> in front of the capitol building uh and, and they just filmed the pedestrians that are there uh, uh that were are there <laughs> uh and pedestrians had nothing no idea what was going on and like yeah. like that time where like it's kind of forgivable because it's a very low budget film, so they probably didn't have money to uh, pay extras to make it seem like there was stuff happening. Yeah. But uh, but it is still, although it takes you out of it, at least for me, uh, I mean, they, they're like, uh, that everything just feels normal out, all around them. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. um, even though they literally, early in the film, they were saying, the streets are flooded with people freaking out uh, out. They're all scrambling to get uh, uh to get to safety. When and then you see that is like, 
are they though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do feel like there is a way they could have filmed something like that for cheap and made it look uh, like, well, you, you can just do a uh, film it somewhere that it's cheaper to film and uh, um, and you can get extras there uh, there that just can mask for Washington, D.C. Uh, instead of just actually filming it, uh, it on the street outside the Capitol building. Or you just like you like borrow someone's like bull from a farm <laughs> for a day and then have that over to the side. And then in the background, have a guy like signaled oh. to release that bull. And then those people on the street would have something to run from and scream. And, you you know, just oh. cut away from the bull. Don't get it on camera. But you get those screaming people. Oh. There you go. Solved. Piece of cake. Borrow a bull. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I kept thinking, though, uh, though, throughout watching it, that I, that I find really funny. Um, I think uh, so... The actor who played, um, the bald guy, the uh, I, the dumb asshole bald guy, uh, the, I, the father, the the Cooper, yeah, 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 like uh, I, I could not get out of my head that he looks like um Rob Cordigree, uh, uh, Cordigree the Cordigree? actor, yes. yes. He does look like Rob Corddry. Oh my god. His name's uh, the actor's name is Carl Hardman. And he uh, absolutely like, if Rob Corddry wanted to play Cooper in a, in another remake of this movie, he absolutely should. And he would probably be uh, much more fun on in the role. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be such an asshole. If you've ever seen him on Community, oh, yeah. he plays uh, such a piece of shit. Well, in the Hot Tub oh, Time Machine yeah. movie, he's always he always plays a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's always re- a very funny, uh, uh funny, and that's um, but yeah, like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, but also, you know, with that character, uh, um, I something that I cannot understand for the life of me, and this is something, uh, this is something my uh, my dad also uh, owed is what let their hair. Uh, air go back to where it's uh, it's just on the back of their head uh, yeah, at a, yeah. in a u shape yep who thinks that looks good well that's it, a really weird, weird look i feel like everything starts as like a comb over when you're losing your hair in that spot like, right in the top like that they start as a comb over and then it must get less and less and less to the point where they're like they're so fine with the warmth that they're getting from the sides and back yes. they're like yeah let's leave it but most men I guess, would probably I, well, but you know, yeah i'm like uh, at that off, po- right? at that point I mean, if i lost my hair that much i would probably be like yeah, I'm shaving this because this doesn't look good at all. Why? Yeah, and like, I mean, don't get me wrong. A white man I, with a shaved like head is, is not always the best look, but... <laughs> I, I feel like that is sign that older generations did a lot more than... Uh, or yes. versus newer generations were like, that doesn't look that great. They can pull it off. I feel like a lot of... There are some some actors of the time that you could you could ask women if they were sexy despite the baldness right on the top and they'd be like hell yeah they were and i'm trying to think of like a great example of one and i can't i feel like if they i feel like if they were a sex symbol with that hairdo it's it would be because they're really tall 
or they're really like they'd have to be really funny or something but like like yeah it's fair that that look is is odd it's a it's a it's a it's a it's always just so funny to me seeing something like that because uh, that's i obviously uh my whole life uh, like before my dad died uh, i i like i saw that every day of my life uh, life you know, and i was like i always was like why like i thought it's not time that i every day was that uh, was asking myself why is he like uh he decided to but it's just i everyone i'll be like such a weird thing that you decided to choose <laughs> like i would think that to myself i never said it because of course he would have beat my ass but uh yeah. Th- but yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's fair i just think that's uh, that's funny to think about um the character choice too i feel like a lot of a lot of uh actors over the years must have been asked to grow that hair out if they had it just to play certain parts because it's like oh yeah you're gonna be the, this guy or this the, this crotchety old guy or this uh this rude uh citizen or whatever and then they just they're like oh i wouldn't normally but uh okay yeah i'll grow the you no one thing i did find very interesting is that with cooper and his wife they actually like portrayed having an abusive husband uh husband with this in a way that i would not have expected from a film uh, um of this time uh i'm i feel like like yeah, they might be willing to have in a film of this time. Uh, I have a husband who's like would hit, like hit their wife around or sign or not listen to their wife. Uh, I, but they wouldn't have that the wife is actually standing up for herself and be like, "No, you're an asshole," mm-hmm. and I'm and I I kind of really like that this film actually uh, I had the wife be uh, like. Being willing to say like you are an asshole and yeah uh, and this is you're you're uh you are not uh we uh we are not together because we like being together yeah oh yeah she does say that it's all to protect their daughter yeah, they're just, like this just together I, to to keep their daughter safe uh, I, it's already really too late and they have no that. idea i yeah. really appreciate that because i i feel like uh, I, there's not a lot of films of this time that actually would portray the wife as someone who's willing to stand up for themselves most yeah. of them would just be like uh, i uh, or have the wife just either oblivious that it's going on or just they don't care they don't uh, they don't mind that they're being treated like shit yeah yeah you get the ones that are so deluded that they think everything is their fault or they're you know that they did something to deserve this rude this this terrible behavior mm-hmm. but it's like it's like it's nice when you see those ones that that snap back at least verbally, you know. Uh, it's a, you, oh, you yeah. hear these, yeah, these comments that kind of cut the guy down to size. Which, but you know what? If he's gonna mm-hmm. talk to her like that, he he needs to expect that kind of thing back. It's almost charming yeah. that they have that dynamic. <laughs> how deep their relationship yeah. is. No, oh, um, it, it, as the film was as uh, you said. I, I I even though uh, oh that uh Cooper was uh, was so awful, I don't think I don't think that the uh, uh that the main guy should have killed him because mm-hmm. uh, um him, and I say that uh not because I don't think the guy deserves to die. He absolutely deserves what he got, but the uh but I say that as 
it's even if someone is an asshole in a situation like this, you need as many uh, uh, any people to help as you can. That's right. That's right. You can't. Uh, uh, you you have to try uh, your best to keep uh, uh, keep the peace and not go to extreme measures like that. I. Um, because because uh, uh, then you you have one less person to be able to help out. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating to me. It's one of my this genre in general has always been one of my favorites to to think about and to to consume as much as I can uh, of zombie movies and TV shows. I finished The Walking Dead this summer, and I'm currently doing my first watch through of Fear the Walking Dead, and it takes place before all the events of walking dead so the walking dead show was all about you know here's six months you know eight months after the world has been like this here's what people go through and in their majority of their conflicts are other living people and whether or not they can trust them and whether or not they're you know whether they be cannibals or or rapists or or criminals in some other way or they're manipulative but for the most part, the moral has always been you need to seek out other people and make a collective and try your best to get along because oh. people are the new commodity. They are the new importance. Um, oh. And there's those ones that say, you know, we don't need the trouble. We have the resources. We have enough resources for just our group. Uh, and then you got the other ones that are like, you know, we need to make a community. We need to rebuild and uh, we need the numbers because there's always more zombies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, at, at the end of the film, I feel like if he had just like, uh, like shouted, "I'm a human," they they might <laughs> yeah. not have shot him in the head. Yeah, the fact that he stayed yeah. silent as there was people outside, uh, I probably well, did. Had, help had him. he been bit by that point? I forget. I don't. Doesn't he? I don't I think he gets injured he or got, something. Uh, but also. Within this movie's uh, is canon, does getting bit actually cause you to become a, a zombie, or uh, a, or is it just from dying? Because well, I think within, the at least with this, right? Well, uh, 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 died. she might have just died. Uh, I this uh, and it, at least to me, it seemed like it was death that was turning people into zombies, and not something yeah. particularly uh, a that um got them. Uh, I mean. So I don't know if a bite would have been uh within this, but uh but is candid. Uh, I think with all of the rest of his films, so probably I'm uh, I'm guessing uh, since you've probably seen the rest of his films that within those they've canonized that uh that bites do I that. I think so. Yeah, I think what it is is the 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 rules are so loose early on, and it, this is such a you know being mm-hmm. the first of of the whole idea of these undead creatures it's like okay the rule that they establish in this is you have to sever the head or destroy the brain right is mm. like if that's the right I words so. i hope um but the uh that's the rule they come up with anyways but the rule about how it's passed on is totally different it's, and it's different in everything so. i see it's you have to wait to hear that's the main thing i'm looking for when i see some new zombie content is like what is the rules this time because they've yeah. changed what are the rules this time? Because mm. they change, they change it all the time. And the big thing with The Walking Dead is that everyone's infected. All you have to do is die, and you oh. will come back. But you will turn quicker if you are scratched or bit. Mm. Yeah. Um. Now, one thing I I definitely want to ask uh, ask. So, 
we find out uh, uh, pretty quickly in the film that there are dead bodies in the uh, the house. Is that something that's ever like explored in future movies of like what happened to those people, like in a prequel or something? Because because uh, I don't uh, I don't know uh, I don't know if that's what we're supposed to think that zombies came in and killed them, or if we're supposed so. to believe that uh, a, the owner of this house might have killed his wife or something. I think what the what the my understanding of it anyways, whether I'm mixing the two, because the 1990 version is is pretty shot for shot, almost uh, similar. There are a few character differences, but uh, I think what it is is that a zombie has gotten in and there's been a, because there's definitely uh-huh. a struggle with the bodies that are in there. Um, yeah, I think it's more likely that a zombie must have gotten in, because they're, they're at a farmhouse so close to that graveyard yeah. that, you know, at least one must have stumbled in and, and killed them all. Yeah, I was just wondering, because I was like, we, uh, they didn't, like, actually, like, make any point about those, uh, uh the bodies that are in the house, and, uh, but also, they obviously didn't turn into zombies, uh, yeah. uh, uh these are just dead bodies, which is, it's a little bit strange if they're saying that yeah. literally minutes after death, the uh, that people will co- uh, come back as a zombie. And Ben doesn't explain. Uh, Dwayne Jones's character doesn't explain <laughs> that he's because he shows up there after her. Yes, he Does shows up, show up after, at the house first. Okay, after her, and he said that he came from a uh, from this diner diner uh, that was like down the road. They, I think, he said he saw the like owner die in their uh, eye in their truck or something mm. yeah i can't i uh one thing i will tell you though this is a spoiler uh if we're going to continue reviewing these movies is every living dead movie has nothing to do with the last one besides oh, i was thinking it was like they uh, that they were supposed to be canon with each other or something they they're canon in the same universe but uh, the same way that Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have little to do with each other. There's later seasons where there's crossover characters, but they, they're basically just, hey, this is a group of people in a different area dealing with the same problem. Oh. So it, it is very much uh, oh. just basically extending that, you know, here's the night, oh. here's the dawn, here's the day. And then, yeah, the uh, what's the last oh, one? No. Um, i trying to remember what the most recent one is. Land of the Dead, I think. Yeah. Um, I want this right. Yeah. You know, I found it interesting. I was reading up uh, about these films. So apparently, this has two different franchises that have, that are sequels to it. Uh, because the George A. Romero and the other person behind it, they, they split up that up afterward. Uh, because they had a uh had a falling out uh with creative differences or something. And, yeah. So they had to uh, split it up of like one person got dead and the other person got living dead. And it was, uh, and so it, yeah. I just find that uh, uh, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, if you, <laughs> the return of the living dead is a ridiculous zombie movie. I don't hate it. It's another product of its time. It's 1985 at this time. And it's all about a bunch of punk rockers hanging out at a graveyard, drinking and, and getting crazy. And uh, a chemical spill happens that covers the city with gas, this green gas that turns people uh, into living living dead, which is uh, an entirely different 
idea altogether but you know to see the diversity between the two and uh i don't hate either one like they're both really I just find fun. it really funny uh i find that apparently there's uh there's multiple franchises that are sequels to this uh, and it's funny because they're the, they're the running ones there so that's that's kind of started the trend of the running uh zombies uh, which uh, didn't really get as popular or, or you know didn't get as popular as it is now until the uh 28 days later series or couple movies so those those movies make you know the distinction of oh they're not uh zombies they're infected and it's like okay what's the difference if you come back and you're infected it's the same idea you're right you're 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 craving flesh and you can't be killed unless you're hit in the head it's the same damn thing but people like the to make the distinction of uh, like with the walking dead it's like oh the big the big explain away is oh if they're faster zombies it's because their bodies aren't as decomposed so they don't saunter they run and it's like oh okay i guess that explains it but it is a mesh a mishmash of all the rules so is there anything else about uh this particular film though that you would like to talk about because i think we've covered most of it what was your favorite scene oh um huh was it with her and her brother at the beginning talking a, a long uh, I don't know. Uh, like I was, the are coming for like, you, Barbara. You know, I actually just figured out though. But, uh, oh, an interesting uh, thing that I saw. Uh, if you look on uh, on the cast for the film on IMDb, mm-hmm. Wikipedia, and on Google, I'm pretty sure, or, or at least, none of them list a cast member for the brother. The brother Johnny, really? Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or not, they, uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or they don't. I had to actually look up, uh, uh particularly who played Johnny, played Johnny to find yeah. out. Uh, uh, find out who uh, who played him. It, it's on the a wiki, uh, a wiki that's separate from the actual Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but if you just search the cast of the, it's uh, not weird. on there. It's weird. He really it is. is weird because his voice that that line like, is iconic. That, that like they're coming definitely... for you, Barbara, is so iconic. And the first guy to, the first actor to have done it, I'm surprised that they did not include him. Yeah, that's, that's a very guy. shame. Uh, and, uh, um, hmm. Yeah, your favorite I scene. will say, uh, I, like, it's not, not really uh, a, a scene that I like particularly love in it but also, but i'll just say just because i uh, uh just because i like uh, uh like fire and explosion i'll say throwing the molotov cocktails out the window yeah <laughs> yeah me too i like that shit and that's that's definitely where the budget goes in this movie <laughs> it's all the fire and explosions and burning down a farmhouse every time that there has been Anything to do with zombies and a farmhouse specifically. The Walking Dead does a great uh, homage to this movie specifically that started it all in season two of The Walking Dead. They they have this great showdown at a farmhouse that is so fucking good. And it's it's like everybody who tackles zombies loves George A. Romero that they want to do him proud. Also, they want to one up the whole experience so that they're, they're yeah I, I can only imagine there's that they're thinking like oh what could what could he have done in that first movie differently and the yeah the walking dead one is amazing the finale of season two 
Let's see. Is there anything else to talk about with this? Uh, this film? Who would you cast as Ben if you were to redo another one now? Because there was that one in in sixty eight. There's the one in 1990. If you were to do twenty twenty four, um, Ben. That's is that the main character? That yeah, that's the the main guy. Um. If I was right, yeah, I, I'm really bad with the uh, names of characters. I am too. And, uh, I uh, I'm looking at it right now on yeah. IMDb. Um, huh? Who would be good for uh, uh for him? Oh, oh. If we're casting uh, a Rob Cordy uh, a, as the uh, as. <laughs> Oh, but the characters. We're obviously not looking for like an actual serious uh reboot. So let's just say uh, uh say Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> and just because you uh, you've been making the joke of it uh, of Dwayne Johnson for the uh for not this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I honestly I would probably I like the way jo- the Dwayne Johnson choice. I'd say. Yaya Abdul Mateen the second, which is okay. I, uh, seen him I definitely stuff, I know you have thought about uh, him. I didn't think of the name, but I, I definitely thought of that face. But I, uh, I was, so, I was deciding against it uh, because this guy feels very tall and muscular, uh, muscly uh, versus uh, Yaya Abdul. Uh, 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 Beam, however, it's been out. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think he's like someone who's like super tall and muscularly. Uh, uh, that's not really what he's up for. And that, uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, uh, so I was thinking, uh, I would say like someone who's uh, uh is black and black uh, or the uh, of darker uh, darker skin that's uh, and um that is known for being very tall and muscly. Yeah. <laughs> The reason the re I'll tell you the reason why I picked him specifically is the Candyman reboot that came out or sequel I guess it turned out to be for those who haven't seen it sorry spoilers um the na- the guy who plays Candyman in the original three movies is Tony Todd and Tony Todd plays Ben in the 1990 remake of Night uh-huh. of the Living Dead so then in Candyman 2021, Yaya kind of takes over and becomes the new Candyman, just like Tony, just like Tony Todd was the new Ben. So it's like a full circle for me. And I was like, Yaya's got to be the guy. Uh, but he could he could be more muscular. You're right. Um, this guy, uh, I I just think they have to keep it with a uh, to honor George A. Romero as a you know a happenstance thing that happened where he just acts you know he was like yeah my my black friend could play this character better and screw it we're not going to change the script he ever since then made the protagonist of most of them afterwards a black male so to do that again uh if they were were to make a remake this uh you know in the near future absolutely guys they got to stick with that mm. oh, yeah. uh well uh, well i think that's about all uh, all to talk about with uh uh with this film, um, I would like to, uh, I would like to, as a, uh, uh, this be your last time for a while for uh, on here. I will let you get, uh, give me something to say and announce your voice. Always uh, as we end this off. Okay. Open this chat here.
get the uh say something else while I come up with something. I'll I'll fill, I, I'll... fill, fill some time. <laughs> well, Keith, uh, I do want to uh, uh say to um anyone on what uh, listening that uh anything um we are recording this. It's literally right before I'm going to be releasing it, so I'm not going to have time to do, uh, to edit out any times where we uh where there is dead air of there of no uh so you might have a few moments in it where uh where you don't hear uh hear talking, but uh but um I think uh, I think this will still be a a, a great episode that you guys will enjoy listening to uh oh um and I appreciate uh, I everyone who listens to the podcast i don't have very many people who listen to the podcast but uh, uh those who do i uh, uh, i really enjoy uh, uh, i really appreciate uh, I, all of you uh oh you guys are are the best i'm almost there <laughs> okay <laughs> um oh <laughs> uh, uh, this was a uh, a a really fun filled review. Uh, uh, review. Um, I'm glad that I got to uh, ought to give that uh, uh that uh give Keith, Keith this of being uh, able to review this. Yes, thank uh, you. Uh, this month. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, since he's point, uh, he has been wanting to do this, or uh, or and he's uh, he particularly has said like any he would be happy with any uh, a zombie film, but uh, um, but. This one, uh, this one was a perfect one to do. Uh oh, so I'm, uh, I'm really glad we were able to do this. Uh, um, I want, uh, do want to say, uh, a upcoming things this month. Uh, on we have, uh, have on, uh, uh I'm uh, next, uh, next Tuesday, most likely. Uh, a, I'll be releasing a, uh, a review of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and I will, uh, and. For the first time ever, I'm actually having one of my brothers be, be my guest on an episode. Uh, oh, which is uh, for uh, for that review with my, with my brother Gregory. Uh, a um, I will. I also have them. Uh, I'm hopefully recording next week. So it would be coming out the uh, the week after. Uh, or a review of Suburban Gothic. Uh, with uh with Annabelle. Uh, uh from the Variant Vendetta podcast. Uh, asked um. Suburban Gothic is a uh I think is a ghost comedy horror that uh or that stars uh are Cat Dennings uh Ang's, um uh Ang, as a goth girl uh oh which which I think is gonna be a really fun time uh I also have uh have if scheduling permits I'm uh it's um oh uh Whitney told me that uh, that she does have a bit a, a busy schedule this month so she doesn't know whether it's going to be able to happen but uh I'm hoping to be able to do Night of the Demons review which is a uh, a campy eighties horror film uh, um um and then uh and after that though. I do not have a planned episode for my final uh, uh final um episode of the month for the uh, uh with this Halloween season. So if anyone uh, on wants to come on uh, on please let me know cuz uh, I'd be happy to have you on as guests. I have some other films uh, uh films that I'm thinking about that would be uh, a lot of fun to be able to uh, to review. So oh uh, please let me know. Uh uh, uh which those uh, films that I will uh, uh films I have will uh will it'll either be 
uh, it'll either be uh, a um uh, some uh, uh a one of uh one of two vampire films that you would get to choose uh, uh it was if the uh, and that is only if uh if the uh the actors do not uh end their strike if they're actors to end their strike I have a uh, I have a uh, I have another idea of uh, of some films since uh of uh, um I would like to be able to review that I right now I currently can't uh I can't but uh but then I will if I uh, if the actors end their strike uh, I can um I'll I will let you guys know what those are when the actors end their strike uh I the uh, I but the vampire films that uh, um that at least currently we could do that I'm uh, I'm hopeful uh I'm before if someone is interested uh it um since i love vampires is either blood-sucking bastards which is a a um horror comedy from 2015 starring pedro pascal <laughs> and the other is the uh is taiko atiti's uh is what we do in the shadows from 2014 <laughs> oh damn i'd be down to do either of those all right, so Keith has sent me a, a, a what you want me to say. So we urge everyone to stay in your homes. If you come in contact with the Walking Dead, you must sever the head or destroy the brain. Yeah. <laughs> All yes. right. Well, uh, uh, well, thank you everyone for uh, on for listening. Uh, I, is there any last thing you would like to say, Keith, before I end this off? I'm so glad that you did this, and I hope that even despite um, it not being Halloween month forever, we get through some more George A. Romero, because uh, there's a lot better and a lot yeah, crazier I've, stuff to come. Uh, uh, we'll definitely be able to get some, uh, uh, do some more of those at some point in the future, uh, or um, probably not till the new year, uh, uh, year but uh, <laughs> I'd... Um, uh, but definitely we'll, uh, we'll try to get some more of those. Uh, uh, um if the uh, if the uh, uh the actor strike ends i have a lot of uh, a lot of things that i would like to do in november uh, uh november that uh are, um they'll be more in line with what we normally would do uh do on the podcast where we're not in uh, uh in the middle of a strike uh, uh strike that yeah. um i think will make for a really great that uh, i sub for the uh our november because of it being uh being like the podcast anniversary and my birthday month uh on so i thought uh, i thought those are uh, like the, the the ideas i have i think will make for some really fun fun on ones in december uh, or in november i mean right, nice. and then obviously in december will be christmas movies <laughs> oh yeah can't go wrong with those i hear christmas is in december so that's a good yes. uh, choice including a uh, including uh, a um the mean one is now something that uh, uh, that we'll be able to uh, uh, talk about. God, that movie looks insane. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'll, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. If you like the scam analysis, please give a five star review on Apple Podcasts or a five star rating on Spotify. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episodes. Please let me know. And if you like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more gamma analysis from me coming. So keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Master John, signing off.